what so, she said was hmm. in the last how many ever years that he's raced hmm. this is the first time at a nationals has the break been caught hmm. every year the breaks won because just the composition the railways exactly. the you know they they make sure that all the main yeah, teams yeah. are there they just and stop pedaling and then yeah. if if and the only other person who used to chase things down was nj if he's not in the break he try and chase things down yeah. and they'd close him down so it's yeah. like road racing was of no like it just didn't make any sense yeah and this was the first time like we were able to create a group that wasn't the regular groups like these yeah. were people from four different states you know we were able to sort of work together mm-hmm. in a way that these guys work so my target was actually fifth hmm. so i looked at the field and i looked at the people that were there and i knew top 4 are unattainable like hmm. it was like manjeet nj hmm. panwar and uh, dinesh hmm. so these four are like 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 different specimens when it comes to indian cycling yeah. so but manjeet had a puncture mm-hmm. so i'm like okay fourth 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 please mm. fourth mm. so if you look at the timings it's like nj 48 minutes 20 seconds something and then dinesh 49 20 and then arvind 49 or 50 mm. and then it's like 51 minutes yeah so it's like completely different thing and then fi- in 51 minutes 4 seconds and then 51 20 51 40 and then 51 47 that's me mm. so it's all within 40 seconds the calories i was eating was clean like completely clean right. uh maybe once in two weeks i'd treat myself to a burger or something but everything was just straight up clean food salads mm. uh, whole grain whole wheat um whatever whole if it said yeah. whole in the title i was eating that <laughs> but then there you have to eat a lot of clean food yeah. to maintain uh, that calorie thing so sometimes i was way under the calorie so i had to go and like down like a coke or something you know just something to just get the calorie intake up because when you're eating a whole bunch of vegetables your mouth starts hurting i am baiki winki and this is the working athlete podcast here i talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration training tips time management and lifestyle advice If this is something that interests you please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest is a very young cyclist. He got into cycling in 2018 to lose some weight and ended up on podium at his very first race at BBCH. He also made it into the Indian Cycling Nationals and represented Tamil Nadu within a short few months. Racing with the most basic equipment and doing reasonably well, he realized that racing is something he really loved and might actually do better if he devotes more time to it. He trained for the next nationals for seven months and finished the seventh fastest in India in elite category in the most competitive field there is. His name is Joel Sundaram. In this episode we talk about his weight loss journey and cycling journey. We go into detail about his experience at the recently concluded Road Cycling Nationals. We also talk about what his future goals look like and it was a fascinating conversation with a fascinating young guy. Let us get into it. Welcome to the Working Athlete uh, podcast uh, Joel. Thank you, It's thank a- you. So uh Joel let's start uh, by talking about um you know your early uh 
maybe childhood school days are, are you were you active in uh, sports uh, in school and college i was so from uh, grade 8 mm-hmm. uh, i became active in uh, sports i uh, moved schools uh, to an international school in uti and you know over there exposed to a lot of different sports uh, i played football cricket hockey and but basketball was my uh, go to i loved basketball so I used to train regularly uh was the team under 16 captain and uh yeah well, we we did we went pretty far in basketball in our school so mm-hmm. that's that was my uh, that's my sports mm-hmm. background then <laughs> college oh. college came along mm-hmm. nothing absolutely no sport for mm-hmm. uh the first year mm-hmm. and i gained quite a lot of weight then mm-hmm. uh, i was obsessed with uh, online gaming mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's that's how i became completely unfit Yeah. and that's where a lot of people know me from oh you used to be quite heavy right how did you get fit yeah okay so uh, schooling was in uti in uti yeah and all col- my schooling was in uti college is was here in bangalore cmr okay yeah i studied uh, sound engineering mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so i know who to yeah, reach who to come when you have any <laughs> issues i have any issues i also edit videos so <laughs> all right so i i know who to get to working on a <laughs> podcast <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> yeah super super so um then when did you get into cycling and how did okay so change? cycling so i had this uh, rusty old mtb which uh, my friends and i we used to so so it, yeah another thing we used to do in in uti was uh, uh we used to all have mtbs i don't know why but we all had mtbs and um, we used to ride around town uh, go off road sometimes but it was like Six kilometers max, but in Uti, six kilometers with like two hundred meters elevation. Yeah. yeah. So this was like since grade eight. Mm. So we used to always ride, and then that same MTV I brought over to Bangalore, and my idea was I'll go to college, commute from my house to college, five kilometers one way. Mm. I used to do that sometimes, and then I would get lazy. I just take an Uber or something. Mm. But then uh, suddenly I decided, you know what? I'm I've I've gained quite a lot of weight. Let's let's do something. So I stopped online gaming. completely and then i had this bike so i figured okay i want to get fit but at the same time i want to make some money because i was planning a trip to the uk uh i didn't have any money to spend so i was like okay let's see what i can do uh, i looked up uh, you know uh, fitness so at that point i was into calisthenics mm-hmm. so a lot of body weight exercise and stuff uh, but i was like okay this is not cutting it let's get more fit so i used to run but running i hurt my ankle i kept getting ankle injuries shin splits so that wasn't working as well so then cycling so i wanted to cycle but at the same time make a little money so i thought i'll do swiggy so i did swiggy for 3 months on mm. a bicycle yeah okay yeah yeah i still have the swiggy bag and everything it was, yeah. it was a it was a weird experience <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was this this was uh, 2018 july to uh, october you were studying uh, i was studying college i was in my second year of uni yeah second okay. year of uni Yeah. So <laughs> so I used to go to college Monday to Thursday yeah. full full college but then Friday we only had a class in the morning. Yeah. So Friday afternoon I'd start mm. and then I'd do till the night and then Saturday morning full day Saturday yeah. full day and Sunday full day. So just a weekend thing. Right. So yeah, I used to get like uh, over the weekend 4k okay. yeah, in just in just deliveries. I mean it's fun for yeah. someone just riding on my bike and you know I used to get a lot of questions because I never wore the swiggy t-shirt and I removed all the stickers from the swiggy bag cuz okay. I didn't want to get noticed. Uh-huh. It's kind of embarrassing for me at that point, you know, doing swiggy uh you know coming from a good education doing swiggy but I just wanted to get fit right. and make a little money on the side. Yeah. 
So I did that. Actually, I was the first person in Bangalore to do it. But then two years later, someone made it popular. And now Swiggy has an option for a bike, like cycling. Yeah. They didn't then. I had to fake a number plate or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh it's full jugad. <laughs> full jugad. <laughs> so I remember applying and like they asked me, do you have a bike? I was like, bike. But yeah, bike. Not a motorbike, but I have a cycle. He's like, no, no, you can't do the distances are far and everything. I said, no, I'll do it. Don't worry about that. Mm. And they're like, no, no, time will get you. You know, you like the delivery time will get. Ex-. I said, no, 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 it's fine. I'll do it. Don't worry about that. Right. Then he's like, number plate done. I was mm. like, oh, dear. So I just made up something. I combined my dad's scooter plate with a car plate and I just gave something. Apparently, they don't verify these details. So, <laughs> <laughs> so three months with Swiggy and then, yeah. I mean, according to their database, I'm still an active employee because I never quit. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So that's how cycling started for me. Like I used to ride, uh, I remember, I think it was like 100km a day, but it was all like 5km stop, 5km stop, 7km. So it was 100km a day. All right. And for me, that time was like a huge thing mm. on an MTB 100km, you know, in Bangalore. Right. And then I quit Swiggy after my UK trip and I joined Decathlon. Hmm. so wait 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 yeah okay so uh, you no <laughs> you uh you uh, did this swiggy uh thing um uh on the side yeah uh while getting fit yeah uh riding the bike yeah and earning money yeah uh wh- what is this uk trip about uk trip was uh to uh meet my uh, best friend then uh, girlfriend uh-huh. so i just decided because i'd never left the country okay. so like you know it was a good opportunity for me uh, my parents were willing to fund my uh, ticket uh-huh. and everything i just wanted to leave and go meet friends so, okay. like friends so i studied in international school so a lot of friends were abroad right a lot of them in europe and in the uk at that okay. time so i was like okay let's let's go there and then my friends flew in from europe to the uk mm. so it was a good we had a good uh, time there for like three oh, weeks oh okay yeah. okay nice so yeah. now uh, you uh, came back and joined decathlon so actually USA. a week before i left uh-huh. i had uh, i'd sent an application to decathlon much earlier but before the swiggy thing was a thing mm. but i never got a response mm. then i went into the store a week before i left and i was like in brigade road mm. and i i asked a person there i want to join what do i do so he said send your application to this man like i've already done that nobody's responded they're mm. like okay send it now mm. i'll have a look at it mm. so i sent it in and then a week before i left i got a call back from decathlon saying we're interested come by on this so and so date and we'll 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 uh, we'll put you through the rec- rec- recruitment thing mm. so i went and then i went i was like okay in a week i have tickets to it's weird how are you going to get a job and then fly away for like 3 weeks right. so i i put this up to them and yeah. the the store manager at that at that time i don't know if he still is was really really he obliged he was like yeah yeah sure feel yeah. free go enjoy come back and yeah. then you can join right. so i went through all of that process and i joined decathlon Yeah. Okay. When was this? I joined Decathlon in December of uh, 2018. Mhm. And yeah, so actually like I worked for about a week and a half and then went to the UK and then I joined back in Jan 2019 officially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how was uh, the so by that time uh, you were still working uh, I mean still studying or Yeah, I was still studying. I huh. I ended my studies only last year. I mean this year technically. Okay. Yeah, but last year. So I was still studying. uh so this was a evening job so i'd finished college by about 1 130 so i had so since mine was sound engineering a lot of the work was uh, practical and you had to do it yourself mm. so lectures were really short and only in the morning mm. so in the afternoon i'd uh, take my bike and go to decathlon and work in the first first two weeks it was fine i still used that rusty mtb 
then in the third week of working for decathlon i i was turning in so if anyone's been to the brigade road when you go down brigade road past the signal and then you turn left mm. and there's a lot of people who come from the left there's a turn and then want to go right mm. so a car cut me off and i had to slam the brakes and in slamming the brakes and it was an old bike i had managed to snap the seat post tube of the bike wow by with the force in which i slammed the brake right so that bike was now totaled yeah and um so my my dad so my dad sent over a spare bike from uti in a truck overnight for me because i didn't i didn't have a means of transport i don't have a motorcycle i don't have a car so i didn't my cycle was the only thing i was using for commuting so he sent over my mom's bike <laughs> 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 by truck from Uti yeah. and I was riding that and then he had just put it to his uh, younger brother who lives in the in Netherlands that you know Joel was uh, cycling on this he's done some 4000 kilometers and unfortunately his bike broke hmm. and immediately his younger brother was like how much does a new bike cost yeah. like my dad sent me this and I had no idea cycling was just bike commute I didn't know the sports side of cycling right. nothing about it yeah. so I was like I don't know and so I asked a, f- a friend in the cycling department to get on how much would this cost he said with your employee discount and everything it'll come to 16000 like, okay so I said 20000 I said yeah. and then I bought accessories for the rest and that's when I bought my Tribin 100 uh, hybrid bike Okay. So that was when cycling actually started for me with decathlon. Yeah. Right, right. So I actually got recruited to the cycling department mm. because I had said oh I did 3 months of swiggy cycling so they were like oh this guy knows how to cycle. Right. I in actual <laughs> fact I didn't. Uh, so I was part of the cycling department. Yeah. Right. So I made quite a few friends there in that. Okay, okay. So you were uh, uh studying yeah. around that time and then did this as a part-time, as a part-time. from the after- afternoon and yes. evenings kind right. of thing. Yeah. um so while doing i mean you started all this activity to get fit basically basically right yeah. so uh, and you said you uh, you mentioned that you were overweight uh, during the initial uh, year of uh, college and all Correct. how heavy did you go and how did you manage at my peak i was uh, 93 kilos Oh yeah quite heavy quite really. heavy quite quite yeah. quite heavy <laughs> I mean so it was my days looked like this okay I'd wake up at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon like I don't think I ate a single green thing it was all brown yeah. it's like <laughs> fried chicken coke red bull doritos like it was all brown food and you know brown food is not the best for you yeah and i was i would game for i don't know 12 13 hours a day it was counter strike global offensive online shooter sitting and just gaming just at a desk and just gaming gaming yeah. gaming yeah. and at that time i like because of the uh, the whole thing about online gaming is especially competitive gaming i'm very competitive in nature hmm. so i found this competitive thing that i liked and something it's a skill based game so something you work at and you can get good so i got pretty good at the game but it also made me really toxic so there was like in like 2 o'clock in the morning i'd be like shouting gallies at people <laughs> online <laughs> like i'd be screaming and i was living with a roommate at that time a friend of mine from school and <laughs> yeah I, i don't know what he must have been thinking <laughs> i'd just be swearing at these people online you know and uh, yeah eventually it was just i just realized this was just rubbish i couldn't keep doing this so mm. i started uh, running and uh, eating a little bit more clean mm. and you know 
it's surprising how much money you save when you start cooking your own food <laughs> so yeah that that's how it all started just okay. just waking up one day and looking at myself and being like what am i doing okay so what's your weight now uh so nationals itt i was uh, 69 which was my target so right. in march of this year after the first nationals i set my goal i was 78 then hmm. cuz th- that was because i was actually in a bulking phase i didn't know cycling would affect me so i mm. was like trying to get you know ripped like bulking mm-hmm. so i was quite heavy it was hard to lose weight especially in lockdown as well with your mother cooking food mm-hmm. impossible like cheesecake every day right. <laughs> so, so it was impossible to lose weight but then after my experience of the first nationals i thought you know lord let's give this a proper shot mm. so i set on on uh, my fitness pal i set a target of 69 kilos and i gave myself 7 months to do it mm. on nationals itt race day i was 68 and a half so i meet met my goal but hmm. i haven't done a single bit of exercise since the road race crash so hmm. i have gained 3 kilos right now that 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 will get into but uh, 72 right now. yeah yeah so uh, let's talk a little bit about that weight loss journey yeah. right uh, and uh, uh, what were the changes that you did uh, uh, to do uh, you know uh, to achieve that weight loss yeah. uh in terms of uh exercise and more importantly diet i think yeah. it plays a major role right yeah yeah <laughs> so it's actually funny i watch uh, i was watching your podcast with nj mm-hmm. and his losing weight is very similar to how i lost weight so he yeah. said he was on like a five dollars a day diet with like tuna salad and some lime juice or something right. mine was very similar but none of that it's like actually i i said uh i had an app For me everything I really love data so mm-hmm. I like track everything if I can see the data like it makes me feel better mm-hmm. which some people have told me is really bad but I I prefer it yeah. so I had an app where I would uh, track my calories mm-hmm. and I also track uh, I I didn't have a fitness I didn't uh, right now I have an apple watch cal- calculate all that but I didn't really have anything I had just something that would track my workouts mm-hmm. and tell me oh you burned 300 calories so I had this so I'd input all the data manually so like okay this apple is 58 calories okay i put that in hmm. so i would eat i would burn 1200 calories a day i would work out three times a day i'd wake up i'd go to college come back home for lunch because i lived like 500 meters from my college work out then then i'd go back to college then come back then i'd cycle to decathlon finish my shift at decathlon work out in decathlon and then come back home so i was doing a lot of exercise so i was burning around 1200 calories a day hmm. and i was only eating 800 Wow. So I was in a huge deficit. That's that's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was then, but mm. before that, before I joined Decathlon, what I was doing was uh something a little bit more extreme than that. So I'd fast the whole morning mm. and then when I would come back home uh from college for lunch, I'd eat like my first meal and then I'd go to college, finish that and then in the evening and the night I would uh, run. So I'd run around my uh, apartment. It was a 3k loop like a triangle loop but i run it two or three times and you know the, the time start getting faster so i felt like okay i'm getting better i'm getting but but uh, i have uh, recurring ankle injuries hmm. so that was one thing but that was that's the exercise part but the diet i did bad hmm. but i know how to do it now hmm. but like the diet i think if i had not done what i did i wouldn't have lost weight as quickly hmm. but uh a lot of people overlook the diet aspect of it mm. like eating clean i was i was eating 800 calories but every single calorie of it was clean mm. like it was uh, whole foods nothing pro- processed at all and um, it was cooked so everything i ate i cooked so i knew exactly what i was putting in and i cut out salt 
completely cut out salt from uh, my life mm. so even to this date like when people are like oh the food doesn't have salt like, i really don't notice it mm. so like cutting out salt i felt like was a big thing having to give up soft drinks and uh, chips which is what i used to live on um that helped a lot i guess yeah oh you see it's it's like from one extreme to, to the, the other, other complete right? i like switched gears completely yeah. but uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you know that was not probably not a ideal no, way it's not sustainable but uh, what what did you do um, like more recently that kind of ha- so help from like two years of learning uh, how to cut weight so like now when i said in march i wanted right. to gain lose nine kilos right to get to my target weight for this year's nats uh, i again took switched up things and i opened my fitness pal and I, i looked at my bmr what is my body weight compared to my height and how much i would have to eat to sustain my current weight hmm. so i took that and then given a normal day for me currently cycling and training i on about 1000 200 1400 calories a day right. so i set that and with a calorie deficit of 500 per day if you lose if you do 500 per day you lose roughly uh, 250 grams to 300 grams per week hmm. which seems about reasonable you know it's a reasonable uh, weight loss where you right. don't lose muscle mass but in fact you lose you start burning some of that fat hmm. um so that i did that but all the calories i was eating was clean like completely clean right. uh maybe once in two weeks i'd treat myself to a burger or something but everything was a straight up clean food salads mm-hmm. uh, whole grain whole wheat um whatever whole if it said yeah. whole in the title i was eating that <laughs> but then there you have to eat a lot of clean food yeah. to maintain uh, that calorie thing so sometimes i was way under the calorie so i had to go and like down like a coke or something you know just something to just get the calorie intake up because when you're eating a whole bunch of vegetables your mouth starts hurting <laughs> from chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and it's like like it's there's no like little to no calories in vegetables a lot of it is just fiber and water right so yeah and you get full really quickly but then you you're not you're not meeting that calorie limit and you might think that's good but then over time you start losing muscle mass which is very important especially if you're training to increase power yeah, exactly like so that. when you are training yeah. you uh, uh, if you're not exercising and following that diet that is one thing yeah but but when you are exercising oh, so and you are focusing story. on not just the calorie deficit yeah. but also the performance yeah correct it is important that you maintain the calorie you know a certain amount of calorie yeah. input so th- that is a so, great point so yeah. that's what i did so while i was on the bike i'd sort of let go of what of what my rules were eating so you know sugary drinks so i'd have a coke on the ride or like some snickers or something like that because i had to keep the the calorie count up otherwise you bonk right like as every cyclist has faced bonking yeah i used to bonk no. like almost every other day i have one rule on the bike no <laughs> dieting on the bike yeah yeah no no dieting dieting goes out the window when you're on the bike yeah like you try and maintain a diet while you're training you're going to bonk yeah. so so while on the bike i would eat whatever i could eat but mm. then off the bike i was very very careful with what i ate because those calories matter those are the ones where you're not actively burning it you're not actively uh, you know depleting your glycogen stores and replenishing it right. it's just you're just stacking up calories that either turn to fat or you burn them so yeah. it depends on what you do yeah because uh, while on the bike we also need to um, you know mention this because while on the bike yeah. you are you are doing that endurance exercise and sometimes intense exercise yeah. it is 
mostly fueled by carbs correct so all these sugary drinks energy drinks or whatever you were taking or even a chocolate or yep. energy bar all these are giving those uh, you know supplying those correct, uh, correct. sugars and salts so yep. it is important that you know you don't diet while on the bike correct. but you know off it you I learned the hard yeah. way yeah <laughs> <laughs> bonking in uti at altitude from not eating while riding is one of the worst experiences ever right. like a uh, friend of mine <laughs> from uti vijay would know this i used to ride with him a lot yeah. he's uh, he became very good friends yeah. <laughs> i used to have to be like vijay i can't do this anymore <laughs> i'll call my dad and he's like no no i'll call my driver I was like no please don't call your driver it's embarrassing yeah. i'll just call my dad <laughs> <laughs> so there was many times where I'd ride, you'd be go out and you're very, very ambitious. I'd be like, I'm going to get this KOM today. Yeah. But I wouldn't have had breakfast. I wouldn't have had any food on the ride. And <laughs> so I'd just be climbing back up towards OT. I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I'd call my dad and be like, I can't, I'm out, I'm out. So that was something, you know, I learned the hard way. You just yeah. have to eat on the bike. You yeah. just, it's just, it, there's no two ways about it. Right. Yeah. So, so more recently you learned, uh, you know, the right way the of, right way, uh, exactly. the nutrition Correct. aspect of it, yeah. how to main, how to um, maintain the caloric, a deficit yeah. while training and yeah. performing so right. what did your uh, uh, you know food intake look like uh, during these 9 months 7 uh, months of losing 9 oh, yeah. kilos i'll give you what a good day looked like or a bad day looked like <laughs> yeah. so good day would start with uh, so i'd always do a little some fasted workout in the morning just mm. something to get the blood flowing so maybe mm. uh, i love pull ups so i used to do pull ups a lot mm. or like skipping for maybe 5 to 10 minutes then i'd have my uh, morning shake i don't like having breakfast so i mm. prefer liquids in the morning so i'd have uh, one scoop of protein half a cup of oats uh one cup of milk some chia seeds peanut butter a banana and if i'm feeling fancy some nuts or something and i drink that that's mm. about uh 600 700 calories nice smoothie uh, with yeah nice yeah. smoothie yeah. yeah so morning that's that's what i would have before i go on a ride mm. if not i would have the meal i hate the most which is like uh, what a friend asked me to have to because i burned so many calories two cups of oats three glasses of milk uh, two tablespoons of honey one tablespoon of peanut butter two bananas and like whatever seeds or whatever i want that which is like 800 900 calories and like stomaching that is like oh two cups of oats it's like <laughs> that's oh, a lot so you can't eat it so he's like no eat as much as you can come back from your ride and eat the rest because you need this fuel uh-huh. so those were the two options i had for breakfast yeah. lunch i'd like to keep light because i don't like eating lunch much so it'd be like salad 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 something mm. some salad some this or the other but i'd have a lot of uh, beans so i like mm. beans dried beans so my, i always ask my dad to send uh, packets of dried beans from uti so then you soak them uh, overnight like a handful and then in the morning you can pressure cook them or whatever mm. so i'd add those in so like kidney be- kidney beans uh, chickpeas something or the other and then dinner i don't like cooking non veg i don't know why i just don't like handling non veg but i like ordering non veg mm. so i'd order some uh, fresh menu is there they have really good uh, right. chicken steaks and something yeah. like that so i'd order that and uh, what else would i have you know some some oh yeah after the workout i'd have another protein shake in the night just mm. you know protein before bed apparently yeah. helps i don't know yeah. apparently it helps yeah. so i'd have a protein shake so in the end it would come to about 2700 to 3000 calories and if you take in the on the bike food that i have like energy bars uh, and uh, gels or whatever mm. it would and cokes it mm. comes to about 3 to something like that mm. yeah 
So it was about 2,200 calories for me to cut. That was my goal, cutting weight. And then, you know, uh, with how much I'm burning, I would compensate for that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Excellent. So you managed uh, to meet your weight goals. Uh, in perfectly, yeah. Perfectly. I actually went below it like a month before Nats. I was mm. like 67. Mm. And then I did a ramp test really quickly mm. and I was down by five watts. Mm. So that scared me. I was like, okay, no, I can't do this. I, I started eating, 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 eating again. Yeah. I did another ramp test and I was up by two watts. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm right. happy, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, you need those watts yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, on sure. ITT, right? <laughs> Especially a flat oh, one. Let's talk about ITT. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, that that is your uh, weight loss journey yeah. and your, uh, you know, through exercise and diet, right? Um, So let's talk about, you know, when did you um, get serious about cycling? So you you were working in decathlon and then uh, you decided to quit that and focus more on cycling. So yeah, the decathlon quitting actually uh, happened in two ways. So... Mm. So I actually left, stopped working physically with Decathlon in uh, Jan of this year. Okay. Yeah, Jan. Yeah, Jan of this year. Mm. I think early Feb, late Jan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, I told them, uh, look, my grandma, my mom's mom at the time was uh, really unwell. So Mm -hmm. my parents sort of needed support uh, for them because my younger brother was still in school. He had his exams. My older brother was in Chennai working for a school. Mm. So... So I was the only one who was sort of like jobless and who had a... Like, I, I you, you were studying. No, my studies were basically on. I just had a few exams yeah. to write. Okay. So, um, uh, so I told them, look, I'll come up and I'll help you. So I told Decathlon, uh, I want to help my parents because they have to focus on their job as well. Hmm. So there's someone to stay at home during the day and, you know, just look after, just make sure things are fine. So I, I did that. Hmm. Uh, then I started cycling a lot in whilst I was there. And I realized, you know what? Why not? I just give the cycling thing a shot. Uh, this actually came into fruition in uh, early Feb. Imad messaged me and mm. he was like, bro, Tamil Nadu states are there. Do you want to come? Mm. I had no intention of it. I was mm. like, what am I going to do in Tamil Nadu states? Okay, road race is there. Fine, I'll give road race a shot because I had done the Nandi Epic at the end of 2020 November. That mm. was my first race. Mm. And I took part in amateur and I got a podium. I came second. So mm. I was like, oh, I like this. This so is 2020 fun. November uh, yeah, when they connected this. None the epic race. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, that, I was, that was your first That was my race. first ever race. Yeah. And it was fun. It was it was weird. But like Bangalore people really know how to ride in a peloton. We'll mm. get back to that yeah. later. Yeah. Like I felt comfortable riding yeah. in the bunch, you know, because I'd never ridden with anyone in Bangalore ever before. Apart mm. from in Decathlon, I used to conduct community rides. But that mm. was like just like three, four guys right. on MTBs, you know, just roam around at like 20 kilometers an hour. Yeah. But like riding in a peloton with people I had never met before. It was it was interesting because I was in the amateur peloton. I knew peop- I knew Imad. He was mm. in the elite peloton. Yeah. So and Sri who yeah. was in the elite peloton. So yeah. I said, okay, let's give this a shot. The uh, epic. So I broke away from everybody <laughs> at the base of Nandi yeah. and then struggled up the hill. Yeah. I had the wrong gear, incomplete. I had a twenty-five tooth cassette at the back mm. and uh, a heavy decathlon bike. It was a Tribin five hundred. It was like a 
12, 13 kilo bike. Mm. I was just like grinding up the hill, but it somehow managed to get it. I was actually supposed to come first, if not for Abhinav Casey. I think you know him. Yeah. Fraud guy that he is. Registered an amateur instead of elite. <laughs> he At that time, he had the sixth fastest time up Kalati. Uh. And he registered an, an amateur. So my name for him is Fraud. Every time I meet him, I call him Fraud. <laughs> because I would have won that race if not for him. But uh. yeah, he overtook me in the last kilometer, which is the worst if you've climbed Nandi. Right. Yeah, it just goes from this to this. Yeah. yeah, so last kilometer he overtook me and yeah, I came second. So that was when like, okay, I like this whole racing idea. So mm. when Imad said, yeah, bro, there's road race. I was like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. I'd never, I had never ridden in a time trial position. Just that's an important point. Yeah. Didn't own TT bars. I'd never ridden in a time trial position. But Imad at that time was focusing on TT. Mm. Uh, his coach had told him, you know, look here, you focus on TT. So he had been riding for last, like, two, three months mm. in the TT position in the hills. So he was getting quite good at that uh, mm. position. Whereas I went for the road race. So we went, we drove 500 km down to the south of Tamil Nadu uh, to a place called uh, Tirchindur, which is like almost near uh, Kanyakumari. Like this, this is for Nats 2020? No, 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 no. This is state championship. State championship. Tamil Nadu state championship. Very different in Tamil Nadu. Okay. State championship and national selections are apparently very different. We oh. did not know this okay. at the time. <laughs> So we drove down to Tirchindur uh, and he had convinced me. So originally Leander was supposed to join us. Yeah. So just to make the expenses work out better. But then he had to pull out for some reason. So I also was not like, it's so expensive. Why should I go? Then he was like, please bro, come, come, come. Company. So I'm like, fine. I'll join him. So we went uh, to Tirchindur and then his coach had told him uh, two days, three days to acclimatize. So also we went, we rode around there on the route, what we thought was the route. And we got, sort of got used to it, did a few workouts and felt comfortable. And then we returned back to our hotel, like two days till the event, which was, yeah, two days to the event. And then his dad sends him a message. Uh, State championships have been moved to Trichy, which is 300 kilometers away. So like, huh, how, how, you know, how legitimate is this? Then we started getting calls from different people, people messaging like, oh, it's moved to Trichy, moved to Trichy. So then he told his coach, his coach was like, yeah, pack up, go to Trichy. Because two days, you need to get used to Trichy as well. So then we packed up, we just finished our workout, we packed up and we're leaving for Trichy. And then we're like, we drive, it's like in the night, he's fed up, I'm fed up, we're going. And we get another message. Oh, Trichy event is happening, but also this Tirchindur event is happening. So like two different races. Now, which one is which? So apparently the Tirchindur event would be the state championship. So whoever won that was a state champion, but would not be selected for the nationals team. So I had come just to race in this event, but Imad had come for that, for, the, for the nationals thing. I had no national hopes. Like it wasn't even a thought in my mind, so, but we were on our way to Trichy. So then at that time, it was like both events are happening at the same time, same day. Pick one. So we reach Trichy and then we get another message saying, oh, by the way, Trichy event is postponed by two days. So both events are happening. So you can do this, then come to Trichy and do that. So now we're stuck in Trichy for four days for absolutely no reason. I don't have a TT. And the only event, and the best thing is the in, in Trichy, there's only an ITT. Okay. Something that I am not ready for, I've never done in my life. Yeah. It's an ITT. Whereas in Tirchindur is the ITT and the road race. So people who participate in that can win that and call themselves state champion. Yeah. Whereas we're here, we don't even get a certificate. We don't get a medal. We get nothing, but we get selected for the national team. Right. So I'm like, okay, should I do this? Because I've never done a TT in my life. Yeah. 
but I've come all this way. Yeah. Might as well give it a shot. So yeah. Imad made some calls. Like he he was frantic. He was like, oh no, I need to help Joel get a TT bar because like you know I brought him all this way. So he was frantic. He made lots of calls and he's very connected in yeah. in Tamil Nadu. Yeah. So we were able to secure some TT bars for me. So the day before the event. uh i clipped put the tt bars on the bike and i rode it and uh it it felt okay i don't know what it was supposed to feel like but yeah it felt fine uh actually a day before that i i broke out in rash like completely filled with rash i'm very allergic to random things oh, okay. so i had rash everywhere mm-hmm. so i just to uh, just to keep myself clear my dad said go uh, visit a doctor mm-hmm. his a cousin of his so so i rode my bike there i got a few injections got some medicine on the way back and then i was riding back a lot of traffic i was doing a track stand so i don't like unclipping so doing a track stand uh and then a car was there and then the car went and then he stopped suddenly so i also stopped and i was doing my track stand next thing you know i was on the floor i don't know why i was on the floor but i was on the floor i know i didn't crash into the car uh, i didn't know i know i didn't hit a pothole a pothole and i know i didn't fall off from doing a traction which i have done in the past right. so i was on the floor then i was getting hit and kicked i was like what is happening and this was a guy who's like about this this he's like a twig but he was beating me up in the middle of trichy i don't know why so then uh, i was getting hit i was like i need to just get out of here a lot of people were watching so it was a big scene and so i was tried to move my bike my bike didn't move the rear wheel had fallen out of the dropout so the tire was stuck in the brake pads oh. so i couldn't put it up i couldn't put it down and i just wanted to go so then auto guy came this random auto guy came took my bike put it in the auto put me in the auto he's like go so they just he just drove for a kilometer or so and then he stopped and then he's like you want to go somewhere in tamil he asked me you want to go somewhere uh, do you have someone you can call you need to get your bike fixed i said no, no no don't worry I'll, i just stood out there and like undid the quick release put it back in checked just my hanger had bent a little and the wheel had gone out of true and this was shinath's carbon wheel which he had lent to me so graciously i was like oh no she's wheel yeah so turns out because of my track stand i had cut off a guy who was trying to cross the road and he got pissed off and just kicked my wheel <laughs> so and he started beating me up so that's is what the scooter guys had told me like some guys who had followed along uh, so all of this was happening like you know moving locations my high, my mind was not in the right mindset so then this day has come for this uh, itt uh, for the selections yeah. and the morning i was like feeling ah something weird another thing was every time we would cycle in this in trichy we'd get weird stares at us and i never really understood why people are staring at us it's just cyclists imad had long hair at that point okay so it would come out of his helmet and long hair cyclists a lot of people were not staring at us but they were staring at him thinking he was a girl so <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was really funny uh we went to the rest uh, some restaurant um, the day before the ITT and normally we were very we were very careful what we ate. we ate no non-veg that whole trip but then that day we ordered some random thing roti and rice or something and the guy brought mutton gravy chicken gravy and a whole bunch of stuff and we had no idea why he brought this we never ordered he's like sure sir please try please try and then we're like oh someone's giving us free food we ate we ate nothing happened to him but the next morning I had bad stomach pain. I had very bad stomach pain and I was like oh no what's going to happen. So it was, it was okay for the start and then we went to the venue and it was hot. It was like 38 degrees heat. It was horrible like in this humid. To add to that all that all the mental pressure from the last week and then I had food poisoning. 
I was throwing up everywhere. I couldn't keep anything down. Like I drank water, it would come out instantly. Like some some friends got gave me lemon juice, it would come out instantly. So like nothing. I tried a couple of fast enough energy gels, just came out. So then the our event was supposed to be in the morning, and they moved it to the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. Just blazing hot heat, and. Uh, <laughs> Doing an ITT at 38 degrees, it was a 38 km IT, 35 km ITT, 38 degrees heat, zero nutrition in my stomach, absolutely nothing. Um, I did it, I puked maybe 10 times on the course, so every time I took a swig of water, it'd come out. So I thought, okay, you know what, I've done it. There was points where I just just wanted to unclip and just stop, but I was like, I've come all this way, I need to at least finish this stupid thing. So it was just like soft pedaling at a point. My heart rate was like 178, which is nowhere near my threshold. I soft sort of just got across the line and just collapsed, puked a couple more times, and I just sat. I was like, okay, I've no way I've qualified. <laughs> Imad on the other hand had like given like an amazing performance. So in fact, he had beaten the person he was trying to beat, like someone on a TT bike with a disc wheel and everything, all the mm. fancy. And mm. Imad was on his clip-ons. Yeah. And he had like completely he demolished this He was really guy. good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. He demolished this guy. So yeah. I was really happy for him. So I went and he was talking to his dad and they went to see what the results were. And then they announced, Imad said, I was like, Imu, you won, bro. And he's like, oh, thanks. He was talking to his dad. Then they're like, first, second, third. And then fourth, they announced my name. Right. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. So that means top four go to Nashville. So I'm like, okay, I'm going. I mean, that's great, but I did not expect it. Like, really did not expect it. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's 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 give this a shot, but only one month to train. Right. So I did as much as I could, lost like half a kilo maybe in one month. Yeah. And went to Mumbai for the under 23 nationals. Hmm. So that's how it happened. I, over there as well, like I wasn't supposed to do the TT. So first two who qualify are supposed to do the TT or choose to do the TT. Yeah. But, but Imad said he didn't want to because I think his coach told him, don't bother. You don't have a TT bike mm. or anything. Uh, so I was told to do it. Another two days before the event, they said do it. Mm. Luckily, I decided to bring Imu's TT bars just in case this happened. Yeah. So I clipped them on again. Hadn't trained in TT position at all. Uh, gave it a shot in Mumbai. I think... Based on, I didn't have a power meter then, so but based on my heart rate data, which is ridiculous. So they had cut the TT down from, uh, I think it was supposed to be 40k. 40k, yeah. <laughs> I heard Gagan talk about this on the podcast. It's like 40k, we arrived there, 40k. Then they're like 30k. Then as the first guy is about to go, 20k. <laughs> And then I was like 20, 30, 40. I don't know what it is in my head. I'm just going to go ride. Yeah. I don't care. It, like For me, it's just, this is just fun. I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. But apparently, I think I did really well. And the, the course was like something that did not suit a bike with clip-ons because mm. it was it was like rolling and then down. Mm. And then as soon as you went after a point, there was just a block of headwind that just hit you. Right. So having to constantly get out and shift mm. was horrible. Like I'd spend more time shifting gears than I was in the bar. It was mm. either that or I was heavily overgeared mm. or heavily undergeared. Mm. But then after the ride, everything I finished, I was like, okay, I've done my best. I looked at my heart rate data. And for 30 minutes, my average heart rate was 198. And my the last 20 minutes, I averaged 200 BPM with a max heart rate of 208. Jeez. Last five minutes, my heart rate average was 204. So this is in 40 degrees heat. So I had like literally ridden out of my skin. And then the results came and I was 16th. So I'm like, ah, 16th. But then I looked at everybody above me 
everyone had a TT bike, had an aero thing. And there's this one picture which a bony panicker has taken. Mm. And it's of me going this way and another guy going this way. And he's like on a TT bike, TT helmet, skin suit, disc wheel, aero wheels. And then there's me yeah. with my B-twin helmet, B-twin jersey, like, you know, some random socks with my B-twin bike with with clip-on bars. Like, you know, it was just a contrast, stark contrast. Same yeah. event, yeah. but one guy has all the equipment one guy really does not. Yeah. So I looked at that and I was like, if I can do this with like no preparation and, thing, and be the fastest guy on like a road bike with clip-ons, hmm. like what could it do? What could I do if I actually prepared? So then I told myself, okay, next nationals is in seven months, seven months, eight months. Let's actually train for it, get the equipment that I need and see what it would do. So I was training for the under 23 nationals. <laughs> so I, I think you have a question about that. So yeah. <laughs> we can uh, yeah. we can move on. No, but that that is you know the, this was your first national experience. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Yeah, just random. Know, it just go, all just happened. There, yeah. And you know within a span of, of one month it yeah. was like I'm representing Tamil Nadu at nationals from like not even thinking about it to representing Tamil Nadu at nationals, which was a crazy experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. So and then that then you realized, OK, this is something that something I'm I should... at. So actually what made me even more wanted to do it was the road race in the under 23, which was which was good. It was like there was no dominant team per se. It was just uh, strong teams and not so strong teams. There's no nobody who's dominant. So I I like racing. After the Nandi Epic thing, I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Mm. This is my second ever road race and I'm doing nationals. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's 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 do this. So it was fun. I thought I'd get in a break. And then I got in a break with Abhinav, mm. a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so got in a break with him and we were working, but nobody else would work. So yeah. the break failed. And then it was bound to end in a bunch sprint because the course was 5k out, 5k back. That's, you're never going to create a break in that unless you're NJ and Shri, obviously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and our race was in the morning, so it wasn't so hot. So the conditions were actually quite pleasant. And it ended up in a bunch sprint. So Imad had crashed earlier and somehow made it back to the bunch. So he, I knew, would not have the legs. So I told Imad, Imad, can you just lead me out? I want to try the sprint. Mm. So he like gave everything he could in the last like 1km. He got me to a good position. So I was sitting, I remember seeing, uh, uh, it was Tatu, Surya Tatu. I remember seeing him. I remember seeing Gagan. And I remember seeing another Karnataka guy. So I was like fifth wheel or sixth wheel, like mm. really good position. And then... Uh, so the sprint, people had begun their sprint and I was just about to start mine mm. and I saw someone on the left. So the way it was, was four lanes and then a huge gutter, like a really big gutter. Gutter meaning just cement with gravel yeah. on it. Right. So someone was trying to come up the inside on this gravelly bit and then he came and just cut across the Karnataka guy in front of me. And this guy's wheel just, he lost his wheel and went flying. And this doesn't last like 300 meters. So just about to start your sprint, this guy's going flying. So I had two options. Join him <laughs> or slam the brakes. So I slammed the brakes. And then, you know, once you slam, you really can't do much. Yeah. So I just sort of soft pedal across the line. Swore a lot after I crossed <laughs> the line because I was like, I was full. My legs were fresh. I was like, you know what? I could sprint. So then looked back on the footage. A lot of people were recording it. And I saw I had crossed the line 13th. And like two seconds behind Gagan, who came second. Yeah. So like, this is really, like really close. I didn't even sprint, whereas those guys had the yeah. sprint. So I was really close. I thought, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm in the mix somewhere there, just mm. about there. Let's let's give this a shot. So that's what actually drove me. Not the ITT result, this road race result, to know that I was in the mix because the ITT result was blown out of proportion. Yeah. I mean, those guys were on TT bikes. I was on Because the, the equipment makes a lot yeah, more difference, difference in huge ITT. Difference. Like, yeah. It's considered, you know, the purest form of cycling, but... 
equipment obviously yeah. Yeah. so uh the itt result didn't really think but this road race result knowing that i was only 2 seconds away from mm. the guy who finished on the podium mm. and you know i was 12th 13th mm. uh it was a good it was a good confident boost for me and actually made me you know want to do this right. so after this result i had decided i wasn't going back to decathlon whereas mm. like before i didn't quit decathlon i just told i need time off to look after right. my grandmother mm. but then after this result i decided okay no i'm not going back i'm going to focus on uh, on training and seeing what what i can do right yeah so wh- again i was training for under 23 <laughs> not <laughs> yeah yeah what, what what's the scene there so uh again from another podcast of yours with nj he's he's mentioned that this way that in india it's not under 23 it's 23 and under uh. and that's how it's been for like forever right with uh, ro- ro- road cycling mountain biking track it's always been yeah we talked about yeah that. you've talked uh, about yeah, it. yeah it was yeah. 23 and under yeah uh so in fact in march because nothing happened the march nats because there wasn't one in 2020 there were people who were 24 who were taking part in under 23 because of because the, it was for for 2020. the previous year correct yeah. so there are people who were 24 but were in the under 23 category which is like crazy which is yeah. weird yeah. so this year they completely flipped it they decided to i think make road cycling a little bit more legitimate they got rid of the indian made cycling uh, thing right they got rid of that mm. and they decided okay under 23 let's make it actually under 23 not 23 under no. and under so yeah it was uh, in march the cut off year was 97 if you were born before 97 you can take part in under 23 hmm. so everyone i was assuming 98 which is the year i was born so hmm. under 23 would be 98 turns out no 99 so they had skipped a year so when i first got the flyer i was like what is this i messaged ng i was like ng what is this and he's like i'm not i'm not sure but but uh, i've my stu- a couple of my students as well are uh, uh, caught in this so i emailed cfi i called like some 23 emails i sent i went to the cfi website found everybody's name emailed all of them because i was panicking yeah. i was like i'm training for under 23 and i know what level the elites are at like yeah. nj manjeet and or dinesh and panwar. panwar are like okay i'm nowhere near them but for under 23 i had a decent shot so i go oh, i was panicking 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 then in the end you know what it, it it nobody was replying to me and then i figured you know what i think they are making uh, road cycling a little bit more towards the uci hmm. uh, rules so then i just gave up and i was like okay i'm going to be an elite can't help it right so let's just go and give it a good shot yeah So, right. yeah I took part in elite right yeah. so that that that's how you ended up in elite yeah. uh, from <laughs> under instead of under 20 yeah i was i okay. missed it by uh, 15 days unfortunately 15 days that's it wow. 15 days yeah <laughs> that's close yeah very close but uh, let's talk a little bit about the preparation for this nats this this nine uh, seven months that you had yeah. what are the things that you did to prepare for nats okay so spent a lot of time in uti so since march till uh, uh june hmm. uh, we were in uti riding a lot with uh, leander this this was my thing in uti every morning i'd wake up had message leander bro ride today is like yeah so i'd ride 20 km just descending hmm. i'd meet him at a point and then we'd climb for 20 km or do some loop something and then he'd come either have breakfast with me or we'd do something and then he'd go home and I'd stay at home so it was like we were doing the same route except I'd do the first 20 km first and then he would do the last the same 20 km to end his ride because he lived in kuno he lived midway and I lived at the top right so it was every day it was this so just training in the hills so like the more you ride is just the easier it gets so with that there was a lot of hill altitude training and then I started mixing in um 
Oh, so yeah. So after I finished my the Nats March Nats, uh, I had uh, my dad was really proud of me. So mm. he said, "No, no, my son is taking part in Nats. You know, blah blah. He he uh, with his equipment, he did the best he could. Blah blah. So then he had family abroad who messaged be like." Okay, how much does this equipment cost? You know, I'll buy it from. And I was like, no, 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 I don't need an aero helmet. I don't need all of this. I just want a power meter. I don't yeah. have a power meter. Yeah. So he gave money. He's like, buy a power meter. So I was like, okay. So I got a power meter for my bike. A stage is left arm crank. It's the most basic one you can get. Yeah. But it's better than nothing. Right. So I got that, and uh, uh, I didn't have a coach. Still don't have a coach. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a coach or anything. But Garmin has this feature where you can select an. Uh, event you want to train for so uh, say a century ride or a time trial or a race hmm. and you set the date of the event and it sort of creates this rough plan for you hmm. it like you know with a base building thing and then you know uh, just sort of ramping it up and then a taper phase so right. it creates this rough plan for you so yeah. i'd set that hmm. but then i didn't really like the workouts it was giving me it didn't really suit hill riding number hmm. one and hmm. indoor training riding so I, I had a trainer then so i thought you know let's do some intervals indoor and enjoy riding outdoors so i took those workouts uh converted them to fit files and then i would edit the fit files upload them to training peaks and then get them to sync back into my garment so it was a very upside down way of doing things yeah. but it worked so i'd adjust the maybe i'd adjust the duration of certain intervals or what i did when and um the intensity of certain things so just to suit me better and what i thought would work for me hmm. so the constant process where so every week i would have to change things and adjust things because it's just figuring things out right so that was w- what i used to train like being self coached mm-hmm. and i did a lot of research on you know what uh, what uh, power is and you know what you can actually derive from this power number right. like what what does it actually tell now you now you have the power meter yeah. but what to make of yeah, it yeah what what is it just a yeah. number it's giving you on your gum like yeah. but what does it mean right so i did a lot of research how to set zones exactly. what is ftp Correct. and all so that. like yeah. the, and even with the zone setting there are like some 800 different ways to set zones like <laughs> which one is the best right. so i did research a few things here and there and i figured out something that worked oh, yeah. you know just something to start with at mm. the at the moment and that's what i still use mm. So um uh, lo- a lot of so in my head I knew I wanted to do the, do the TT but I didn't have a TT bike but I knew someone who did hmm. Leander Wheatley <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I told him I asked Lee uh bro can I borrow your TT bike and Lee is very particular about his things like if anyone knows Lee he's yeah, very yeah. particular yeah and uh, I I I thought he would say yes but I really didn't expect him yeah. but he was like yeah bro for yeah. sure yeah. take it I go like, oh, okay <laughs> nice but I was like okay I don't want it now let me just first build up my fitness levels lose a little weight get strength blah 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 so in june my family moved from uti to kodaikanal uh they had got a job there so mm. another hill trading mm. one hill for a hill no problem to me yeah uh and at that point i was because of all the uti training i had actually lost quite quite a lot of weight so when we reached kodaikanal in july i had become 71 kilos so i was like okay this is this is quite nice mm. uh 71 is 2 kilos off my target target rate, yeah. but i wasn't doing any ftp tests or anything just riding hard doing my train intervals at like a really zo- low zone i done a ramp test and it said my ftp was 290 or something mm. and then i did your uh, bar virtual nandi mm. and in that race i rode like really hard didn't look at any numbers just rode and i apparently set an ftp of 302 rgt sent me a message new ftp 302 i was like oh 300 watts not bad so then when i was in when i was about to leave uti and about to move to kodi i had uh, uh, this guy who had come from the uk in in the in the school his name's uh, benny he had uh, 
advised me to get on a strength training program like mm. weights mm. i had never lifted weights before mm. i had wanted to earlier but that was more for upper body mm. before cycling came in so he's like no start doing squats start doing dead- deadlifts so he sort of taught me he helped me do my first ever squat mm. so i like okay this is you know this feels nice and then i did my first ever deadlift with him as well so then when i moved to kodi the school that my parents worked at they very graciously let me use their gym so i was doing a lot of strength training till but i still hadn't done an ftp ftp test because mm. there was never a climb where i found 20 minute climb you know where uh, you can actually sustainably hold a power without a descent randomly coming in right. or like a signal or like a speed bump or something other to disrupt your mm. rhythm in uti and uti is like one of the best places to cycle yeah but i went to kodi and i there was only this one route that i was doing so from kodi you go to the lake and then you go up that was the only loop i was doing then one day i did a round of the lake and then i was like you know what let's go down let's descend so i just started descending and i lapped it i lapped i kept going kept going kept going it's like 10 minutes later still going like constant there was like it's a constant 3% right nothing nothing crazy didn't dip up didn't go down just constantly 3% decline then i saw 15 minutes 16 minutes 17 minutes 18 minutes an 18 minute descent mm. with nothing no speed breakers no signals nothing in the way so i was like okay i had not planned for this all i had was one energy bar yeah. and i had one fastener bottle i downed the entire fastener bottle i ate the energy bar and i did like a quick warm up then i was like today is the day i'm doing an ftp test july 25th i remember it yeah. so i started and i just didn't look i didn't look at any power all i looked at was cadence hmm. I, i i i told myself if i keep above 90 cadence i'll probably set a good power number and i on my watch on my watch i set 18 minutes timer hmm. so i started all everything at the same time and i went so then i was just riding 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 and i have never ridden this climb so for me everything is new you don't have any reference points as to how far up the climb you are i have nothing on my screen except for cadence right so i'm riding 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 and then this goes off 18 minutes i'm like oh i still have a lot of gas so i just rode hard 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 went to the top switch screens 20 minute power 334 ah. i and then immediately i was like what is this because i hadn't done an ftp test so the last i knew was 302 and that wasn't even an ftp test that was right. just because i rode hard in the yeah. race yeah. Uh, on on the trainer indoors on the trainer indoors so yeah. a real life upper climb at altitude mm. 20 minute power 334 mm. i was mind blown i just like i not ca- i didn't know i was capable of this yeah and then i realized all the strength training because mm. if you do strength training right mm. your gains are like phenomenal yeah but if you do it wrong <laughs> you could injure yourself imagine it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so i realized okay so then cal- do the calculation and everything that sets a ftp at 300 of 317 at altitude mm. at 71 kilos which is like for It's me pro- it was like phenomenal so awesome yeah yeah and i told i immediately called shaurya i like bro guess what He's like what I'm like bro look at my strava then he looked he's like oh <laughs> so it's really exciting moment for me it's like so it's like a high number yeah and uh, in, in in that number like that number of power like as far as i know there are two people who have it in bangalore hmm. and both of their names starts with navin <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, i was really really happy with that and then at that point like nobody still nobody knew who who i was and i liked it that way yeah. you know it's very hidden off yeah you, I, i i saw you were uh, you used to participate in these virtual uh, bar virtual events that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i was conducting during lockdown and stuff yeah. and i was like i didn't really know who he was yeah, but yeah. joel sundaram okay it seems new, new. yeah <laughs> so but you you were always doing well ahead yeah. and all that so yeah 
I used to get beaten by the guys abroad. Yes. Jayanth, Jayanth and Mayank. Yeah. The ISRT boys. Right. We'll come back to that from this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jayanth. Remember the name Jayanth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that happened. And then I was like, okay, I've been Kodai Kanal for so long. But now I have to focus on TT. So I had bought my first clip-on bars, decathlon bars. And I put it on my bike. And I did as much as I could. Got in a decent position on the clip-on bars. Mm. And I came down. I still didn't get Lee's TT bike. Because he was in Uti. His TT bike is in Bangalore. Mm. Now how on earth is he going to get that bike to me? Mm. Um, so then I did a lot of this uh, clip-on work. And I got in a relatively decent position. Not the greatest. But I was something in which I could put out power. Um... But obviously, if you've ever done from a road setup to a TT setup, your power is going to drop. Going to drop. Your yeah. hips are closed. Your yeah. lungs are closed up yeah. as well. So I was like, okay, fine. The power numbers aren't looking so great, but I don't, I don't mind. So mm. then was the first TT event since Nats. Mm. Your <laughs> bar TT. Bar TT. Yeah. You had met me the day before, I think, on a on a ride with uh, yep. Suyan and and one day. One day to yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the first time I had met you. Correct. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. Then I asked, you, what time do we start tomorrow? I was like, blah blah blah. And at that point, you thought, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so then I came. I did. No, that. by that time I knew. About you knew. You. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then I came and I uh, I just rode. I rode. I rode hard as I could, and I sat. I said I think it was 302 watts for the 24k mm. which was okay. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't have a reference point as to what is a good time what is a bad time. Right. Nothing no reference points it was the first time I've ridden a TT in Bangalore. Mm. So then I uh op- uploaded to Strava everything and I refreshed mm. KOM. Mm. Like oh what is this KOM for? So it turns out we had a blistering tailwind on the way out. So I'd set a KOM on the way out. And then NJ uploaded and he took it off me. But still, it was like a blistering tailwind on the way out and a solid headwind on the way back. And obviously with the headwind like shifting and everything was a problem. So I, I didn't feel very happy with it. But I was like, okay, it's fine. It is what it is. Hmm. Then I said my, I told my time to Shaurya and, you know, other people. I was like, whoa, that's a really good time. I, like, I didn't know the reference point. Like, okay, is yeah. it good? Is it not good? Then I was uh, discussing with Shaurya. Uh, my, he's like, bro, what did you do? I said, I did this. He's like, I did this power. It wasn't so great. I said, he was like, what power? Like 302. And then NJ was off to the side doing his own thing. He's like, 300? Is your name Joel? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's me. Hi. I'd never spoken to him before. Yeah. But I think after my Cody, that FTP test I had done, Ben had messaged uh, NJ and told him, there's this guy uh, yeah. training. Uh, mm. Blah, blah. I'm thinking of uh, recruiting him to LBB. Yeah. Yeah. So just have a look out on him. So yeah. he's like, yeah, are you, are you Joel? <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. The national champ knows who I am. That's nice. Yeah. So in that event, I mean, although NJ was in his Merc setup, no fancy mm. stuff or anything, I had only come uh, 15 seconds behind him. Mm. Which apparently to everyone was a big deal. But to me, I was like, I knew he was another. But it, felt, it was a good confidence boost. For someone who's, for someone who's like, I was always like, uh, underestimated my ability. It was a good confidence boost. And, you know, to be fifth fastest on the leaderboard on that segment was also like really good. Yeah. Because I know everyone above me has done it on a TT bike. Yeah. And I'm doing it on clip-ons. And, uh, yeah. So, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This is a good starting point, good benchmark. So, from then... There were like lots of TTs coming up. We had our TMC ITT and then the, then I think you had, there was, no the bar, uh, the handicap race. Handicap and then I gave myself a few other mock TTs. I was just like, I'll go out and ride Hmm. on this. Then I think two weeks after your bar event, 
uh, Lee was able to get his key down to Bangalore and I took the TT frame from him yeah. and I set that and that that bike uh, unfortunately there are UCI rules which say that from the center of the bottom bracket to your tip of your shifters it mm. cannot be more than 75 cm correct yeah and but if your saddle is 5 cm behind the center of the bottom bracket that distance can be 80 cm mm. with his tt bike it was impossible because you couldn't adjust the sh- the, the skis you couldn't adjust the pads nothing it's a very old model 2009 right. 2010 model mm. so there's very little customer uh, customizing mm. i had to chop off the tt bars and it's not my bike not to race at nats they will check your bike yeah. and if it is illegal they won't let you race yeah or they'll ask you to move it and this bike you cannot move stuff so i called you like lee bro i have to chop your bars he's like do it i was like oh he's had this bike for so many years right. done nothing to it yeah. and he's lent it to me and i've asked him to chop the bars he's like do it make the bike you say illegal yeah. i'm like oh so nice, so sweet so we took it took it down to crank got it all measured up and ready and i got into a decent position mm-hmm. so i was i was like always so i do a lot of research i watch a lot of youtube videos i do a lot of that so something that was made very clear is aero is greater than weight so uh there was uh, there was this one podcast in uh, which Alex Dowsett and uh, Lantern Rouge were talking and they had modeled the uh, Olympics time trial course and riders and their CDA and their weight and everything and Remco Evnepoul who is considered a very small rider he has like the best CDA yeah. in the world they added 10 kilos weight onto him mm-hmm. and it affected his time by like 5 seconds or something something nothing like same power same CDA same everything but 10 kilos weight and it was like barely any difference right but they changed his aero and made him like a tiny bit smaller and made like 30 seconds 40 seconds a huge difference yeah so by just by this obviously there's now data that says aero is better than weight so then i stopped worrying about weight and started worrying about getting in a decent position you know a lot of lower back work a lot of rolling shoulders in mm. i mean like if you know to get in like a tuck to get the shoulder small it is horrible it's yeah. painful it takes a lot of work yeah. and even the next there like days where i'd finish a ride and i'd come back and i just wouldn't be able to turn my neck because mm. it was just so stiff all all these pull ups and everything making yeah. that yeah, so shoulder it's strong. quite strong <laughs> stiff, yeah right? it's hard to become flexible once you've built muscle mass around yeah. this it's supposed to something you're supposed to do hand in hand i never did any shoulder mobility any of that work right so then i uh, i worked with this this friend who told me to eat two cups of oats in the morning so he messaged me and he's like bro let's get on a zoom call yeah. so i got on a zoom call with him and my shoulder mobility was horrible mm. so he gave me a bunch of exercises to do you know he said do this every day and you'll start opening up your shoulders so I, okay i started doing that and then slowly i could realize like i'm able to actually move rotate my shoulders quite well mm. so i was able to get into that position and then uh, i was like okay yeah fine this is the good position looks good i thought to myself i record myself at home looks aero yeah. sort of yeah <laughs> oh, it is what it is at this point and uh, yeah i was able to hold according to people and i think according to myself at nats this year i had the best position out of everybody i mean if you look at pictures it's pretty obvious mm. like in terms of getting as low down as possible and like closing up the gap between the head and your arms yeah like it's difficult to get into that position while rotating your shoulders and you and staying uci legal mm. at the same time so i was literally holding on to the shifters with my pinkies yeah just to get my hands as far up without breaking that 10 cm rule right and still get the head down and uh, maintain that so for me a huge a huge gain was 
the position that I was in. Hmm. Like all the guys above me are way more powerful than me. Right. And I think a few people below me as well are more powerful. But the position I was in was able to get me the result that I got. Yeah. Yeah. But seventh in elite. Elite. Yeah. At Nats. Yeah. In Nats ITT. Yeah. With the kind of field that is there. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. That is phenomenal. What was the power you were able I to did, maintain? So I did 292 for the effort. In that position? In that position, yeah. That is really, really so good. So I was, I, was, I was a little disappointed with the power because I know I could have done more. Hmm. Uh, so normalized came to about 298, yeah. 300, which is something that I've been seeing regularly. And hmm. like every time I do a ride in the hard, I guess it's always around 300. I don't hmm. know why. Hmm. So I just need to, I need to be able to break that uh, barrier for a TT effort. Hmm. But I felt like, so, th- so my target was actually fifth. Hmm. So I looked at the field and I looked at the people that were there and I knew top four are unattainable. Like hmm. it was like Manjeet, NJ, hmm. Panwar and uh, Dinesh. Hmm. So these four are like, like, like different specimens when it comes to Indian cycling. Yeah. So, but Manjeet had a puncture. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, fourth, 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 please hmm. fourth. Hmm. So if you look at the timings, it's like NJ 48 minutes, 20 seconds, something. And then Dinesh 49, 20 and then Arvind 49, 50. Hmm. And then it's like 51 minutes. Yeah. So it's like completely different thing. And then fi- in 51 minutes, four seconds, and then 51, 20, 51, 40, and then 51, 47. That's me. Hmm. So it's all within 40 seconds. Right. So then afterwards, I, I looked at the results and I was like, oh, I could have got fourth because it was just, so I, again, I, data, I love data. So yeah. I went and crunched in the numbers, everything. 40 seconds over a 40 km IT to a 38.2 is a 1.1 <laughs> second per kilometer. Yeah. Which really is nothing, which yeah. equates to three watts. Yeah. Three watts. Either like the three watts I could have saved anywhere. I could have physically I could have output those mm. three watts, but mm. given the circum like the day, the the pollution, which is I have asthma mm. as a kid, like I've I had always had wheezing and breathing difficulty. Right. And it's helped because I'm fit now, but every time I suddenly go up to altitude mm. or pollution, it really affects me. Mm. And given the pollution on that air, it was horrible. It's like so you can like see the pollution. It's like, if you look at any pictures from Nats, you see this like grayness. It's not fog. Yeah. It's pollution. So the Smog. Po- yeah, yeah. It hit me hard. Mm. There's some people it doesn't affect that much, but mm. like on the third lap, mm. I was breathing in and I started wheezing. Like, you, you know, if anyone's had wheezing, you know what it feels like. You start, yeah. you're just not able to take in air. So I started bre- wheezing. Then I had to just like take in a few deep breaths. And this is all while I'm doing my hardest effort of my life. Yeah. I had to take in a few deep breaths and try and compose myself. And then, and then if you see, there's a video on uh, Sanjeev Ramki's Instagram. Mm. He live streamed the last 15 minutes of my effort. Mm. On the last lap, you can see, I just start losing my line and start cutting cutting across to the other lane. Luckily, it was two lanes. So mm. I was able I was able to come back. Mm. But like, it was just, I was starting to see like spots and it was getting really, really weird. Right. Like lack of oxygen because I just wasn't able to breathe. Mm. I'd forgotten my asthma inhaler, which I had told myself I need to take, but I'd forgotten it in all the rush. Mm. So that was where I, I, I shipped those 1.1 seconds per kilometer. That is still really, uh, really impressive uh, effort. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, the guy who pipped you to the line uh, in Nandi 2020 also finished ahead and fifth, right? Which one? Abhinav? Abhinav, uh, he was in under 23. Oh. So I was in elite. He's still a baby. So he rode a really brilliant race. I looked at his result. Like he got eighth 
uh out of very stacked stacked under 23 field which mm. is which was very impressive of, of yeah, yeah 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 I, I, i looked at it and i was mind blown because he's beaten he he's also very small he's tiny like he's he, really tiny yeah, on yeah. the course that does not suit you know a watts per kilo rider but more watts rider he i think he did that effort at 220 watts and which is very impressive for his uh, weight yeah, yeah. and he was able to get into very decent position on the bike as well he's like in the 40s or something yeah he's super light and to put out that that power on a course that does not suit him is uh, it was mind blowing right. yeah but really uh, good stuff from you yeah, so so you have a lot of uh, you know years there is no like i think un- uh, until th- 35 i guess <laughs> let's see <laughs> for me i had basically since i was training for under 23 mm. i had researched the field and know who the names were mm. and in my head i had like seven names mm. and i was like okay i need to see where i stack where i finish with these seven wins and this year it was good because elites and under 23s did the same distance mm. whereas last year they didn't we did yeah. 20 km less right in under 23 so mm. this year we did the same distances so i was able to compare my result against people who would have been my competition mm. so in that i'm pleased that i finished faster than all of them by like the 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 closest margin was by 40 seconds so by everyone who i thought would be my competition under 23 i i finished faster than all of them which made me sort of happy like thinking that i could have got fourth and getting seventh you know but then beating everyone i thought i would have to compete against and then obviously there were some unicorns who appeared from somewhere mm-hmm. like the guy who finished first in under 23 finished 2 two, two minutes ahead of everyone yeah which wow. is like nobody does that except for nj obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like these unicorns just appear from somewhere you know yeah. you, you never know when they come and there's always one or two of them there correct correct yeah so yeah. with my with my effort if i was in under 23 and if dinesh had done under 23 as well which he wouldn't have hmm. i would have got a silver or a bronze this year hmm. yeah which is consoling yeah you know, yeah <laughs> it, it it is it is good to uh, you know know that yeah. you are there but yeah it uh, maybe you have that uh, medal in elite now yeah uh, so now so i don't actually feel that bad just knowing right. that what i was training for and who i thought would be my competition i was able to you know out train them and mm. outperform them right but now i know like for this next 12 months i know okay i am definitely an elite mm. these guys are my competition and this is what i have to attain right yeah. so you you're the path ahead is quite clear. it's quite clear it's like yeah. yeah you have to get this you have to get stronger and you have to get faster it's, there's you know there's no beating them any other way right right so let's talk also talk a little bit about um, that was your itt right? yeah. let's talk a little bit about the road race how it went and uh, uh, it was quite eventful yeah. i would think like, right oh. what, what was the strategy going into it what were the goals so, for it and uh, how did it go so the day before the road race shaurya said me a message he's like uh, what's your plan for the road race i said bro i have no idea <laughs> honestly i said my odd i messaged him was like sit on nj's wheel when he goes i go then he's like bro 99 people are going to do that okay <laughs> you have to do something as different so i said okay what give me i'm open to suggestions he said okay create a break and then the break should be so good that nj will want to join your break Like as in you need to be working that well, so it's something good composition to stay away. 
So I was like, okay, but who am I going to find that's going to want to create a break with me? Because everybody is like very race is very conservative. I don't mm. know why, but everyone race is very conservative at Nats. Mm. I guess it's because you're spending like half a lakh to come here, mm. and nobody wants to you know throw that away. Everyone wants that you know chance of podiuming or something. But people don't race race. Yeah. They just suck wheels. Mm. From my experience. <laughs> yeah. So I raced hard in under 23, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to race easy and elite, even though yeah. it's my first time. I'm not going to race. So here comes Jent. the guy who beat me in the bar virtual nandi from the us yeah. so i had been in communication with him like uh, since since then and he had taken part in a couple of our tmc events as well online events right and then he mentioned to me that he was coming he wanted to come and give this a shot and he was representing bihar hmm. so i i helped him with like the information that he needed you know making sure he had his license and everything sorted out so he came i met him a day before my itt so he was on the course when i was doing my recce as well and uh, we talked all of that blah, blah blah and then in the in the peloton i was thinking who can i ask to jump me create a break with me then i was thinking she no but she was racing for something angel probably helps she then i went to uh, who was i go to i went to sunrish and he was like no 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 my like cramping or something or he said so so then i went i found jent it's like bro so this is how it goes down in indian cycling are you aware he's like no bro i don't know anything so i told him there's two teams <laughs> railway services if one goes the other chases if neither goes nj goes both will chase him <laughs> so it's it's that's how it plays out okay right. nobody else is going to animate this race yeah want to do a break he's like yeah. yeah so i told him so since the u turn course 10 km u turn u turn u turn u turn they always will surge into the u turn and out of the u turn and then stop pedaling yeah this is just how it happens so yeah. first two u turns so, so that they can take the u turn safely yes. and and then yes. they're like okay i yeah. come come ho gaya that's yeah. it i'm not doing any more work let me go sit at the back let nj services railways come back to the front and dominate the race yeah. so so then people like scramble you know trying to chase this surge so i told him relax let's ease out of the u turn and these guys will stop pedaling but don't stop pedaling we'll carry our speed and go past and the speed difference they won't be able to chase So we did that. So on the second lap, we broke away. Just me and this guy, Bihar guy, living in Berlin, never raced in India before. We went. So we went and we got a gap of maybe ten seconds. Second lap. On the second lap, we went. We just chuma. Yeah. Just went. Just to see what it's like. And I told him, bro, don't go over tempo. Just ride at this and see yeah. if anybody joins. Because if we get maybe one person or two people, it can actually work into something. Mm. So we stayed away for two or three minutes, and then we got a railways guy join us. And then I was like, okay, let's let's do this. Then I turned back again. Everyone had caught up. So I'm like, okay, didn't work. Another lap later, same thing. Just out of a U-turn, went past, and this time we got four guys with us. And then I turned, and then one of them was a railways. So I'm like, okay, railways guy, me, Jent, let's work. So we working, working, working. We built a gap of fifteen to twenty seconds, and then it was staying away. So I think we were out in this break for maybe five or ten minutes, and it was like starting starting to stretch out a little more and more. And I only know this now from Imad's vlog where he mm. videoed the whole thing. I was able to see what kind of gaps we had. And then you look at who's chasing. Services are chasing it because they're not in that break. And uh, so I was my my primary aim was either get in a break and let it stay away, or if all of that fails, race for Shri because mm. he's a teammate. I he's like one of the people who got me into like proper cycling racing. Yeah. And I think like you know he got a really good result last year. So yeah. I was like wanted to make everything as smooth as and he happened to me my Tamil Nadu teammate this year. Yeah. So perfect. I wanted to race for him and he sort of he deserves it. Yeah. So. 
so that failed again so i went back to the peloton and i asked shri uh, bro you need me to do anything hmm. he's like no no right now it's fine because uh, at that point nj was chasing down all the services railways he was just like constantly like every minute he would i would look up oh he's going hmm. and i think shri had tried a break but then they chased that back obviously yeah. so nothing he's marked nobody's going to let him go so he was sitting at the back and went and talked to him hmm. then we were coming up to another u turn hmm. and i looked there's another break hmm. in this break i saw one services guys two railways guy and jent he's made the break again this time without me so i was like oh wow good for him and then this was on one lap so then that lap went on and then on the next u turn that gap seemed to have increased more so this they were about at about 30 seconds when i first saw them and it increased to like a minute and 15 so i was like okay this break is seeming to work good so i actually went and i i asked because of the composition of yeah so yeah, yeah i asked i asked nj uh do you need me to do anything i'm working for she and mm. I, and nj said uh nobody this is the race mm. i said what do you mean is it going to end in a bunch sprint or he's like no the, this is the race the break is the race so like okay well, like he, he had obviously given up i mean mm. like from his instagram post or after yeah. he was not happy with the way it played out because it was just him against railways and services yeah. and it was like there's no point you know doing a race like that so then i went back to shri and i said shri nj said race is over what mm. do we do mm. then he's like why i said break is gone two railways one service yeah like the, half the peloton has stopped working right. like i think the railway service are in cahoots with like a few of the other states as well because nobody no was working i looked down like i don't keep speed on my because garment. they are they will be from those states exactly as well, right? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so although they are representing i don't keep speed yeah. on my garmin but i switched to my speed and we were doing 33 kilometers an hour like come on this is like what we do on our bangalore rides come on, this is nothing so yeah. it was really slow but you don't realize it because you're in a group of people so yeah. then uh, shrinath was like okay next u turn we'll go mm. so then we tried a break just me and shrinath mm. just the two of us out of the u turn we surged and we and we went past and obviously they saw two yellow jerseys going they're like no 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 bring that back so then we're like fine this break is not going to work so then again he was like come let's go we went to the front and we were just rotating turns just the two of us this was from like kilometer 70 it was just the two of us and then a railways guy would plop himself there and stop pedaling yeah and then Slowing and down. then i so i would rotate and then i'd come back and then i'd notice it's a railways guy's like no 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 surge back up and yeah. then for 10 minutes it was just me and shrinath just yeah. me and shrinath and the whole peloton we were pulling with us mm. and then again like a services guy would come in and this services guy was not wearing the normal services kit he was wearing a different kit but it said services on the side yeah. so i like okay he's a services guy he's also not going to work he'd stop pedaling mm. so then again it was just us two and i had previously asked a couple of the maharashtra guys if you know they wanted to come chase i asked even some goa guys you know because i they weren't represented in the break but they had a maharashtra guy who was out in the middle of nowhere mm. tattu mm. so like he's not in the break he's not in the peloton he's just suffering out there so then mac came makrand he came to the front and he's like bro tattoo's nowhere i'll help so he helped he and i think sudarshan were helping and then it was just four of us rotating turns rotating turns and just dragging this peloton with us and then from two and a half minutes which it was at its biggest uh, gap it had come down to two minutes then a minute 45 and then we we knew this because imad was shouting time gaps every time we were crossing him hmm. and you could see it like you know the course was in such a way that it was rolling but you could see like three hills down mm. you could see the break the break was always in your line of sight right so we were riding hard like super hard just trying had, to had you back. just uh, have you not done that 
it would have been like gone no like they would four, have 5 minutes yeah 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 so yeah. from 2 and a half minutes for sure it would just blown up because yeah. we are doing 32 kilometers an hour hmm. they are doing 42 kilometers an hour yeah. so it's uh, the time is just increasing so yeah. we had to ride super hard in the front and it was it was at that point like something shrinath kept saying is hmm. uh if we don't catch him there is no result hmm. like which is true yeah. like everyone's going to be fighting for like 11th place right what is the point of a bunch sprint for 11th place and then another thing he kept saying was we will catch them we will catch them he just kept on repeating it to whoever joined us in mm. our chase like we will catch them and there were a couple of guys who just weren't able to cut it and like you know keep up that pace so he's like i like i started shouting like go to the back go to the back go to the back and i'm first time in elite peloton and i'm sort of very vocal in the peloton i don't know i might have made a few enemies but i like this just just go to the back you can't do this just go to the back yeah. because we needed to keep that pace if someone starts slowing things down mm. the whole like you know you would gain 5 seconds and then if he stop telling you lose like 10 seconds there's right. no point you're just yeah. going backwards so i started shouting at a lot of people <laughs> but in the end we were able to get you know a good group of five or six of us like one delhi guy came in another goa guy came in and we were able to rotate smooth turns with this services and railways guy trying to mess things up like mm. I, and then i'd go to the back to take a, like back meaning like 10 10 wheels back just to take a good quick breather and i'd look in front there's a railways guy in the front mm-hmm. and like guys he's not going to work yeah. go ahead of him so then i had to surge up and then go to the front and then she 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 spent most of the race in the front because mm. he was just trying to animate he was either trying to get in a break yeah. or try and chase this breakdown So then it came down to like the last lap and a half and my legs were toast like I tried putting an effort I cramped everywhere yeah. so I like okay I need to drink water and also what happened was I grabbed a bottle and then Srinath was so busy racing that he didn't have time to get a bottle so I grabbed a bottle I immediately took it to him I was like bro you need this more than me mm. so I was like I'll manage with my water you need this because he was like riding really hard the whole time so I mm. gave him my water and uh, people on us like sangeeta and imad they were worried because shrinath hasn't taken a bottle from them mm. so so i had given him the bottle so he was okay in mm. that in that at that moment so then i was cramping i had run out of my water mm. then another teammate of mine dilipin from chennai he gave me his bottle so it was like it was good you know people were just giving each other yeah. their bottles and helping so i was like i was able to recover sort of mm. sitting at the back then on the last lap you turn i think the break was very much inside so last lap means two u turns left so you mm. take in this one now one u turn and that's the final stretch right the break was like in in the line of sight and i think it was like 20 or 30 seconds i think that's when nj came back to the front and he caught them mm. but with that surge to caught him ca- catch them i got dropped Hmm. at the u turn because someone unclipped yeah. in the middle and just stopped yeah. I'm like oh break and then i looked up peloton's gone so i had to chase 5 minutes just in the front just chasing eating wind just chasing 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 and i caught back onto the peloton and then when like one came from no less than one came like 500 meters from the u turn and i looked to my right there's a solo rider gone shivain current mtb national champion has just flown past like the, and there's like 7 km left like this is the last stretch yeah after this u turn there's like 9 km in total but if he stays away for so long he he's won yeah. so i was like we can't let the mtb national champion take the road national championship as well so then i think that's when like a lot of people got twitchy and started going really hard so maybe 2 km after the u turn the speed was really high i looked down at my garmin it was like 57 58 and it was like this is when things start getting weird in mm. indian cycling they do a thing called weaving okay mm. which is they ride from the this side of the road to, to this the side, right of the road. side of the road and yeah. like everyone tries to follow and then they'll do the opposite they switch to that side so it starts becoming the snake yeah 
But at the back, where there's the bunch, this snaking thing is really not safe. Like when it's a single line, yeah, yeah. you're able to follow and follow the snake. But yeah. at the back, you can't do that. So then it started getting quite compact, you know, and it was getting quite sketchy being in the middle of the bunch. So I went to the back. Hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to stay away from this because someone is going to touch wheels and they're going to crash. Yeah. So then that stopped, and then uh, there's a video that's come come out online now where there's a services guy in the front. And he's pulling hard. And at this point, we're doing 56, 57, like easily, like really fast. And he just stops pedaling. Hmm. And he asks, I think he asked NJ to come to the front in hmm. this video. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I So haven't. he asked, yeah. I'll show it to you later. Yeah. He asked NJ to come to the front. Now, someone at 56 stops pedaling. People at the back think there's a crash in front of him or something or the other. Yeah. They grabbed a handful of brakes and there's a touch of wheels there. And then it just, boom, everybody just crashes into them. And you can see my white helmet over there just goes straight into the back of this guy. So I saw a cycle fly up in front of my head. Yeah. And I slammed. That's scary. Yeah, I saw I, that bit. At 56, I slammed my brakes. And then I, oh, there's only so much you can slow down. Carbon wheels, carbon brake pads. Like you can't, it's not the same as Alu. <laughs> so I slammed and just sort of fell onto this guy. Yeah. The guys at the back, I don't even know if they attempted to brake or even saw the crash. Came straight into me, rode over my rear wheel and crushed it in half. Yeah. And then another two guys fell straight onto me. Like I was wearing glasses. My glasses ended up 10 meters ahead. Jeez. So it was like 20, 30 people in this crash. Like a couple of guys seriously injured. So a couple of guys were just like, I'm done. I can't bother. Like, like Tattoo after riding Surya Tattoo, after riding so hard, he just went and sat in the ambulance and just put his head down. <laughs> and like people like, I knew like KKR was stuck in this. Uh, yeah. Abiram. Uh, so many people. A lot know. of us. Yeah. Like, so a lot of us who were actually doing work in the front and came to the back got stuck in this uh, mm. this crash. Luckily, Srinath had disc brakes. So mm. he was able to like sort of just weave his way around the crash yeah. and he had to surge and uh, catch up. Yeah. But like after riding 123km out of 130km race and then crashing, yeah. and then out of all the bikes... So maybe 20, 30 bikes crashed in that. A hmm. uh, couple of injuries, like one guy had cut open his ear or something hmm. from the impact and he was taken away in an ambulance. Hmm. But all the bikes looked fine. Hmm. Then there was one Goa guy who had a puncture. Hmm. So from all those bikes, I had the, maybe the only aluminium bike. Bike was fine. <laughs> the one carbon part on my bike, my wheels crushed. Crushed. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. I thought, okay, you know what, let's ride. Then I sat on the bike and then it sort of like lent. Yeah. Like, why is it leaning? I got off. There's no air in the tire. So I thought, oh, puncture. Ah, sad. Then yeah. I just spun the wheel. The wheel didn't spin. So then I looked on the other side of the wheel. Huge break in the carbon there and huge break here. And I'm like, ah, great. <laughs> The line is there, like seven k away, but I just I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So right. I think yeah, so another teammate of mine who had uh, got dropped because of cramps or something mm. happened to have his phone on him. Mm. So he called the guys we had at the line and said, Joel's crashed, he needs help. So they mm. came rushing in the car, thinking that I had injured myself badly. Mm. So I, I had just had a small injury in my leg, which only came up later. But at the time, I was fine. I was just pissed off because mm. I rode so hard at the front. And yeah. then you crash, and it's like, ah, oh, all yeah. the work is gone to waste. Yeah. So, but they got but, me in it, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah, but that's road racing, right? That is road yeah. racing. But you, you, road racing. you did, you guys did well in terms of, uh, you know, not letting yeah. the uh, race go away from yeah, you so guys. What so. she said was mm. in the last, how many ever years that he's raced, mm. this is the first time at a Nationals has the brake been caught. Mm. Every year, the brakes won. 
because just the composition the railways exactly. the you know they they make sure that all the main yeah, teams yeah. are there they just stop pedaling and then yeah. if if and the only other person who used to chase things down was nj if yeah, he's yeah. not in the break he'd try and chase things down yeah. and they'd close him down so it's yeah. like road racing was of no like it just didn't make any sense yeah and this was the first time like we were able to create a group that wasn't the regular groups like these yeah. were people from four different states you know we were able to sort of work together mm-hmm. in a way that these guys work like they work this way but in the south we're not able to create that kind of cohesion between states right and we were able to bring back this break that you know people thought was the, that was the race at like halfway to go they were like race khatam ho gaya yeah. like come on <laughs> this is not the race yeah. so it, it felt good in that way yeah but also you know not being able to cross the line was uh, really the big bummer yeah it's a bummer yeah. but uh, i i'm sure there are more races to more come races that to come. yeah <laughs> so that that was really good um so what what next what are your future goals and uh, aspirations that you uh in regards to cycling so for me at the moment like uh i know what i'm capable of and i know what i can do with like the right uh guidance and the right you know i don't have a coach at the mm. moment i've never had a coach mm. so i need to get on to a, a good coach who can actually eek that little extra out of me so i'm able to push myself to a very high level so mm-hmm. i need someone who's able to push me past that yeah yeah so to find the i'd find the right coach at the same time uh, i need equipment you know because time trial seems to be my thing yeah apparently <laughs> so yeah. so i need the right equipment so right now i'm going to focus on getting uh, so actually the equipment i had for this this nationals was the bike was a lease hmm. the front wheel was shaurya's the rear wheel was abi abi uh, tamil nadu abi abirami yeah. last year national champ yeah. i mean national well it's supposed no no she's supposed to be a national champ she lost it by 0.007 seconds yeah. i mean like yeah. you can't click start stop on a stopwatch that quickly <laughs> so i consider her national champ in my yeah. eyes but yeah so she lent me her brand new disc wheel so it's like just this community was able to help me get that far but like you know at this point i need to start uh, getting equipment of my own hmm. so this next year i mean this next month is going to meet be me trying to figure out what i want to do so get on to a coach uh, try and make ways in actually getting my own bike i have to replace my rear wheel because i don't have a rear wheel now <laughs> uh, but uh, and you know prepare what i'm going to do for the next 11 months hmm. so i i've told myself i'm going to take one month of just riding hard yeah. like i've missed riding like attacking koms you know i just missed that's what got me into cycling hmm. like that's what i used to do in uti just oh kom on garmin okay let's go for it <laughs> so i've missed doing that's always been intervals or structured or something like you know yeah. i want to go out on airport road have a gar- have a segment pop up and be like i'm going to go for this yeah. so i want to and get fall back in love with riding my bike for this next in this next month and then you know start figuring out so one thing i noticed was the top 3 guys i thought i have pretty big thighs you know mm. i thought then i looked at the thighs of the top 3 guys it's like humongous <laughs> so i need to get on a strength training program like proper i just can't be just lifting weights in the gym when mm. i feel mm. like i i want to so mm. that's what i used to do i just go two times a week and just lift mm. for the sake of lifting yeah. it helped but it's not a program it's not structured there's there's nothing that makes sense about it but mm. it worked the timing and the progression yeah, exactly. and all that so uh, i've i messaged a friend of mine regarding getting on a proper lifting program mm. to actually build strength off the bike off the bike strength mm. and then work my way into converting that into on the bike strength and you know without it affecting my endurance yeah so that's something that i want to focus on and uh, 
also like the like leave alone nationals like the whole prep up to nationals is expensive mm. like focusing on nutrition and wearing through parts and you know there's a whole bunch of these small small expenses that just creep up yeah. this this whole this my this previous shot at nationals i was able to fund because uh, my uncle in netherlands i was able to raise money through uh, family and friends and he was like yeah this uh, my nephew joel is taking part in the indian nationals it would be great if you could give whatever you can and i got quite a lot of funds from it like through those funds i was able to get a new tt helmet mm. which worked flawlessly in my position mm. and you know like small things here and there like i had a 52 chain ring mm. 52 tooth chain ring which wasn't enough like mm. it's never enough in bangalore it's not enough yeah. so on a perfectly flat course it's not going to be enough so i was able to buy a 53 tooth chain ring like get a chain replacement a new cassette you know just things that i could control yeah that won't like as much as a new bike but still like all these uh, investments add up and like nutrition that's one thing that's huge expense so getting uh, eating the right food the right ingredients and you know uh, energy bars this that and the other just all adds up so i was able to support that way and then they were able to help with my flight tickets and uh, other other small stuff that adds up adds yeah. up to like nearly 80 90k yeah. in the end So that's one thing I need to secure for this next year mm. funding. I I don't have a job at the moment but I do do freelance video editing mm. which I took a step back from over the last 2 months to focus more on that but I'll get more into that and start putting more of that money into my cycling. Right. But yeah. yeah. That's what I need to focus on like what what am I going to do mm. to be able to perform better in 11 months time than I did now. Right. right. Yeah. Awesome man this this has been a fantastic uh, chat <laughs> yeah uh, i enjoyed it <laughs> yeah yeah great journey right yeah. it is not been uh, you know too long that you have started cycling yeah i uh, got into cycling and made rapid progression yeah and uh, there is a lot more that you can do from here yeah uh, you're just uh, you know yeah, my, getting started my aim sense. at the moment would be so the like you know if you're on the top 4 in india mm. you have a potential of being selected for the indian team mm. but like the top 1 you're secured you're like in the team mm. but like the other 3 there's like a few other loopholes you have to go through so mm. my aim would be to get as close to the top as i can in as little time as i can so that's the only thing that makes sense at the moment like cycling in india like that's the most highest attainable thing you can mm. do like represent the nation mm. so that would be really great yeah to be able to achieve that but it is a huge step and i'm willing to put in the work that you know it takes to get there yeah, yeah. i wish you all the best thank for you. that thank you very much i am sure uh, you will uh, uh, work towards it yeah, and yeah. make progress towards it yeah uh, i you have had great support from uh, you know friends and family, community yeah. family yeah, yeah. Uh, around it i i am sure that it will continue yeah and uh, all the best ahead thank you actually today was <laughs> today marks one exactly one year since i met shaurya and uh, and ben and everyone like i rode with them in the nandi epic race but i had never conversated with them yeah. and it's been like exactly one year now you like knowing how close i am now to them it's weird yeah. thinking that's only been a year yeah. like nandi epic was the first time i met lee yeah. and i consider him a very close friend of mine so it's like the cycling community just you know you fi- you're just able to make friends really quickly yeah. and uh, they they're always there to help you whenever you need something mm. so that's like one of the best things about this sport the community right like you know, there's all the politics and all the other nonsense that you have to deal with but then the community itself just mm. makes it like this just makes all of that irrelevant yeah yeah so what are some of the tips that you would give 
aspiring athletes and you know who are looking to do well uh in national level or yeah, whatever i i got a lot of messages like how did you increase your power to 300 watts in one year i power really doesn't it doesn't matter grand scheme of things it's not it's just a number in the end but moreover is like how do you ignore the number like shrinath doesn't have a power ftp of 300 but he's one of the top athletes in the country yeah. like it's all relative powers are relative numbers like relative to your body weight relative to where you train relative to what your ambition is like you know it's it's all relative it, it's more of how can you get yourself to a point where you're fit enough to compete at a higher level or fit enough to the point where you're satisfied you know a lot of people don't w- want to get fit to satisfy their own so they don't want to compete mm. so it's it's more of that so for me i would say there were two things i was i had a very sporty childhood which helped build i guess an aerobic base so i yeah. so it's is and and people who are asking me this are people who've like not played sports at all or maybe yeah. like play badminton once a month right like something like that you know you you just have to put in the work you need to just sweat like just train just do something that makes you physically fit yeah once you're physically fit and your body is used to you know those higher heart rates like you look at my heart rate data for the bbch race which uh, which happened like a week before nats like i had a puncture the whole race and i didn't know about it the entire race i rode 108 km with a puncture and i didn't know and my heart rate data was like insane for 3 hours no 2 hours 45 minutes my average heart rate was 183 beats per minute Jeez. the last 45 minutes it was like 199 beats per minute is like, is ridiculous so your body being able to withstand that and not die is a huge thing like you know you need to have that level of fitness to be able to even attempt to start pushing yourself harder is, and harder you and know, harder you you had you had that base because you yeah. have been in sports for exactly. a long time like basketball so it's never too late yeah, yeah. it's just start doing something that makes you sweat and you get gradually build. exactly it's it's not a like one step guide to like suddenly becoming amazing yeah. you, and then one more thing like ftp does not matter in, in the grand scheme of things it really does not matter yeah. like you can have an insane ftp on at training but if you're not able to put out that power on race day it's of no use whatsoever yeah. so it's it's diet eat the right foods and just sweat just put your body through sweating like the more you get used to sweating the fitter you get eventually yeah and like people say it doesn't get easier you just get faster that's actually very true <laughs> nothing it never gets easier yeah like if you have a 300 watt ftp doesn't mean cycling's any easier no you just go faster <laughs> <laughs> that's it's it's yeah it is it is and i enjoy i enjoy every bit of cycling that is awesome awesome yeah. great man thanks uh, Thank for joining Thank the you for working at the podcast and yeah. sharing your journey yeah. it's been a pleasure <laughs> i actually went through uh, i drove for the tamil nadu states i drove um i think it was 4 hours on my own and i i just typed navin john into apple podcast and then three of them were yours <laughs> so i just listened to three working athlete podcast with navin john back to back to back <laughs> so so you know i'm a regular to as a listener and it's good to be on the podcast as a as a you know working athlete <laughs> yeah excellent thanks thank again you, thank you for having me awesome that was my conversation with joel i hope you enjoyed that If you are enjoying these podcasts please make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube as well as on the podcasting apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music etc. It really helps. 
and thank you for your support we'll meet you next week with another guest bye